Welcome to the first episode of the Wolfcast. On this podcast, we would like to allow listeners to understand what goes behind the scenes of the Wolf Movement. My name is Rodrigo Rocha and I work as administrator for the Federation of Wolf Organizations. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Basil Black, who runs the Wolf Independence Platform and also coordinates the Federation of Wolf Organizations. Basil and I work together remotely on a daily basis, but rarely see each other in person. Hi Basil, how are you doing? I'm quite well, thank you. Yes. Um, as Rodrigo mentioned, we you know we talk very often, but um, I think the purpose here is to try and show show the world how um, how we you know what we are like uh, as um, as people and, and and coordinators. And uh, where are you, Basil? I live in Italy, and I've just uh, just a couple of years ago moved uh, moved to the northern part of Italy in the Italian Alps, where I've um, bought a farm and I'm basically starting up a farm, a small farm, uh, farmstead with my with my family. Indeed, this is something very interesting for me. It's something I love about Woof that uh, you have hosts and woofers spread all around the world. And at the same time, the staff of Woof is uh, all around the world. And uh, like Basil is working at this moment, not in Italy. I live in southern Portugal, uh, but actually at this moment I'm in Cape Verde. So we are all different people working for, for Woof and somehow we all share this common love for Woof. For example, I might love to be in the sea and uh, Basil is not very comfortable in the sea. Uh, he prefer like cold weather mountains that for me is quite odd. Can you tell me about uh, your your main hobby, Basil? <laughs> yes, uh, I, I'm, I'm not very comfortable in the heat, uh, which is why I, I actually left um, the, the, the southern part of Italy where I grew up. Um, I, I am a keen mountaineer. Uh, I've been doing that uh, also as a professional. Uh, I, I, I make uh, I've been making maps for for mountaineering and hiking uh, for the last uh, 13 years. Uh, besides working for Wolf, so I like exploring wild places, uh, snowy mountain peaks, and that uh, that kind of thing. Yes, I remember clearly when we, you called me one day that uh, you asked if I would be able to replace your part of your work for three days because it was a snowstorm coming and they wanted to go and come outside to feel the snow. For me, it's super crazy. But uh, it's interesting that uh, we have different uh, approaches to what's comfortable and nice for us. I do. I do like snow camping, yes. And yes, I forgot to present myself. My name is Rodrigo. I am the administrator assistant for FOWO. We will talk a little bit about FOWO later. Um, I'm a geologist, uh, have the education on geology, but I keep my career of geologist uh, to get more uh, professionally involved with uh, WOOF. I have uh, three children and I work remotely for, for WOOF, like, uh, like all the staff from WOOF. And I was the founder of WOOF Portugal, but uh, I, I gave up a little bit the, 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 
the organization of Wolf Portugal after 10 years taking care of it. Because as a non-profit organization, I think it must have the inf more active influence of other people. And now I dedicate myself to the Federation of Wolf Organization. And Basil, you have one children and uh, almost a second one. Yes, that's right. I have a three-year-old daughter um, and another baby that should be born in the next couple of days. Yes, so maybe should interrupt this uh, interview if something happens now? Well, if my phone rings, I might have to dash off, yes. And can you tell me a little bit about your involvement with the Wolf? Do you remember when was the first time you heard about Wolf? Well, I think I've been about 15 years old. And as I mentioned earlier, I grew up on a, on a homestead in uh, central Italy. And uh, one day some, some guy walked down our lane and uh, presented himself to us as a distant cousin of mine uh, who, who lives in the Massachusetts. I wasn't aware of the existence of this distant cousin, um, but he, he, he said he was uh, basically woofing around Italy um, and, and yeah, that was the first time I heard about Woof. So just a few few days after he left, um, we signed up to Woof and, uh, and started hosting. When you say we, you mean your family, your parents? Yes, I mean my parents back then. And um, Then later on, your family was involved with the coordination of Woof Italy, is this correct? And how was the, your involvement with the coordination? Yeah, so so first of all, I mean, uh, we we hosted as as a family. We hosted uh, many woofers for for several years. Um, after which, my parents started attending the the regional and national meetings uh, in Wolf in Wolf Italia. Um, and, uh, and at that time, I I, I, w I then went off traveling as a woofer and traveled extensively across uh, northern Canada. Um, when I got back, I started attending. Uh, Wolf meetings myself, and uh, yeah, got to know the the, the people uh, of Wolf Italia. And at some point, I decided to go on, a, on another woofing trip across Europe to meet other coordinators uh, who used to be Wolf coordinators back then. And I guess you know, in time, I got more and more interested in in the uh, let's say the uh, the politics of of woofing in of Wolf Italia. And I got offered the opportunity to represent with Italy at international meetings uh, as a volunteer. I mean, I, I've always, I've, I've always volunteered as uh, as a coordinator for for with Italy, and I, and I still do. Okay, so nowadays you are the coordinator of with Italy, but you are working for the Federation of Wolf Organizations. On the same time, can you tell me, can you tell us a bit more about the federation? It was founded in 2012 um, um, after um, a couple of meetings, uh, um, but the main, I think, you know, it's fair to say the main meeting uh, where FOWO was founded was a meeting in Sicily in 2012, yeah. Um, I attended that meeting to represent uh, with Italia, and, um, and ever since uh, FOWO was founded, uh, I guess, you know, Uh, we, all of those involved, got more and more uh, drawn into the, um, the, this amazing collaborative um, entity that, uh, that FOWO has become. Uh, the, the, the I think it's worth mentioning that the, you know, the, the mission statement of FOWO is, um, 
is, uh, is essentially to unite, promote, protect and support the wolf movement globally. It's quite interesting how the wolf movement was growing kind of upside down comparing to most of organizations uh, because wolf was blooming all around the world in international organizations a little bit random, chaotic, and uh, only recently we bring it into a common umbrella organization. Without a kind of formal control, most of the national organizations were following the same standards. I think it is quite amazing uh, how this natural growing movement around the world uh, uh, and then nowadays into the federation. So about, I think about eight years ago, or. Uh... I started working uh, as the uh, coordinator for the so-called Wolf Independence uh, platform, and 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 what that is 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 essentially a, a website that includes uh, all of the hosts um, in all of the countries where there is no uh, national, like locally based, uh, Wolf organization. So, so. Um, and, and, and that platform allows woofers to, to interact with, um, with hosts in all of those countries. There's, uh, there's about 100 countries now on, on Woof Independence. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, and uh, more, more recently, I've also been working as, um, you could say that I would say the general coordinator for, um, for FOWO, which is um, essentially... Uh, trying to coordinate all of the all of the many activities that happen uh, in for um, all the you know all the committees and uh, working groups and uh, board of directors. There's um, there's a lot going on. So we can say that uh, there are 100 counties represented by Wolf Independence, and on top of this, we have around 40 national organizations. Uh, roughly, it's 140 counties around the world represented by Wolf. Uh, can you tell us uh, why these 100 countries uh, that are on Wolf Independence, why they don't have a national Wolf organization? Well, as you mentioned earlier, the you know the Wolf movement um, spreads um, naturally, and you could say organically, and uh, you know national organizations uh, tend to spring up uh, spontaneously. So. Um, so we like to think that once the wolf concept has been growing inside the culture of of, of, of a country, eventually someone shows up uh, and wants to set up uh, a locally based uh, wolf organization. And, and this is true for, uh, like you were saying, uh, about 40 uh, national entities out there. So, uh, so we don't actively encourage uh, national organizations to set up, we just uh, uh, sit back and wait uh, for for people to uh, to propose themselves. When they had some number of uh, holes in the country and the wolf movement begins to gain momentum on the country, and somebody somebody contact us and ask, uh, hey, why you don't have a wolf in Azerbaijan or wherever? Well, yeah, wolf 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 is um, you know is is a, is a community and. And when that community matures in, 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 a, in a given place, uh, then uh, normally somebody knocks on our door and, and asks us if they can set up a national entity. And, and that's what, that's then, you know, the, the second uh, main um, goal that Wolf Independence has is to, is to support those uh, potential future coordinators to, to, to become 
to, to become autonomous and, and run their local entity. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we need to take a step back, first of all, and, and, and remind the listeners that, um, you know, Wolf does believe uh, that in order to provide um, quality uh, in the relationships that, you know, are at the base and the foundation of, of Wolfing experiences, we, we, we believe in a, in a locally based, um, decentralized structure. So that is why we, you know, we 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 value uh, national uh, nationally based wolf uh, communities because that that really enhances the um, diversity, uh, you know, uh, and local culture within each organized organization. So you know, uh, besides the fact that a, a national organization can can provide you know local advice to you know precious local advice to its members. Um, yeah, it's true that uh, that people are um, are more and more uh, expecting to have uh, you know a global membership, and and that you know might be possible at some point, but um, we at Fowl and Wolf, uh, we're really thinking more in the terms of a multi-country uh, membership at some point. Uh, one of the long-term goals, I suppose, is to create uh, a global map where where woofers will be able to pick uh, and select the number of countries that they would like to uh, gain access to, and, and and that might be possible. We 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 don't necessarily believe that a global membership is is um, necessary because I mean nobody is going to really woof in all of the countries uh, of the world in one year. It's um, it's more of an idea, I suppose. Yeah, so it's quite challenging to offer multi-country or regional memberships uh, without losing the national coordination. It involves a lot of challenges for sure. Um, and it's a very close link with the website. So we have uh, developed two years ago what we call the Common Wolf platform. And this was the first step for joining all the Wolf organizations uh, sharing the same, uh, the same platform. And actually, economically, it was a huge difference for national wolf organizations because every wolf organization was paying an IT to produce a website with more or less the same features as the other national wolf organizations. So when FOWO moved with these important projects, it's common with platforms, uh, it helped a lot of other organizations. And despite the cut of costs, uh, it increased a lot of the efficiency of our system because small wolf organizations can have uh, a very powerful platform that they wouldn't have resources to pay for it alone. Uh, Basil, do you want to talk a little bit about the Common Wolf platform? Yes, indeed, that was, that was as you said, a, a very important first step towards the, um, you know, the, the sharing of, of resources and, and uh, you know, unifying, uh, visually and functionally unifying uh, the Wolf websites. Um, we, are, we are now uh, in the process of uh, developing a new platform which will um, further enhance the, the, the sense of community and, and provide some, some major benefits uh, compared to what, uh, what we have on the, on the current system. And I think you know, the, the, the main benefit that will be immediately uh, recognizable is the fact that uh, in the new system, um, members will, will finally be able to have um, exportable or synchronized profiles meaning that um, you know when you sign up to to, to with germany or or with nigeria you will only need to use one profile so so your wolf profile will remain the same 
without needing to to replicate uh, that profile each time you go to a, a new Wolf organization. And is it ready, Basil? Yes. Well, I mean, it's um, we we have uh, recently just launched the uh, Wolf Hungary prototype platform and. Uh, in the next 12 months, we are going to start uh, onboarding all of the uh, FOWO members onto the uh, onto the new system. That means, uh, given there's about 28 uh, current users, it uh, it will take at least 12 months to onboard everyone to the new system. So, if everything goes smoothly by the end of 2022, all uh, FOWO national WOOF organizations you'll be on the common Wolf platform? Hopefully, yes. So we can retire? <laughs> what's, or what's the next steps? No, no, I mean, the, the, we've, we've realized, um, of course, that um, websites, you know, are never finished. And, and the interesting, I think, the other most, you know, interesting aspect of this new platform is we will be uh, managing and constantly developing this new um, this new system internally. Uh, so by, by that I mean that FOWO will will have its own IT uh, team of developers. So we will no longer be relying on external agencies, and uh, we we have a we have quite an exciting plan of of, of new features and. Um, yeah, and, and, and things we want to implement on this new on, on this new system. Yes, yeah, so looks like the future development of uh, FOWO is very linked to the development of the website. Is something more planned uh, for short or long term development? Well, another another important aspect I didn't mention about this new system is that um, it's going to um, because all of the national organizations are going to um, be based on the same database. Uh, we're going to be able to share all of the languages of of, of all of the members. That means that um, that every national organization will be able to have a truly multi multi language uh, website because. Uh, we can uh, simultaneously share the languages uh, of all of, of all of the FOWO members. And I think that's, that's going to be a fantastic advantage because um, at the moment, when you land on a, on a national website, you probably only have you know, one or two languages. And, and um, in the near future, uh, you know, the more uh, each time we onboard a new organization to the system, uh, it'll add a new language uh, to, to it. Amazing. So it makes really more inclusive by decreasing the language barrier for the volunteers. That's right. So with independence, a very special situation because you must communicate with hosts with from 100 different countries. It's always uh, amazing to think uh, because my experience with, uh, as an ex-national UF coordinator, I deal with hosts in Portugal, so I know more or less the background, the culture behind. But you, you must communicate with people with totally different cultures. Uh, and by this, I guess, you have very precious knowledge about the backgrounds of hosts around the world. And do you have any kind of recommendations for new hosts that want to subscribe? Yes, I mean, it's quite, it is indeed quite a challenge um, because um, in each country and in each culture, um, the, the concept of WOOF is, is interpreted um, differently and therefore when you when you have hosts uh, and woofers, you know, uh, woofing or 
signing up in those, in those for, for those countries, that their understanding of the WOLF concept will be will be different. So w- when it comes to hosts, I mean, um, I suppose the most basic recommendation um, I, I have is to is to is to never misinterpret WOLF as as a way to to get cheap labor. Um, and I really try to emphasize how important it is that they that they understand that uh, woofers are, are guests that are visiting them to you know to share da- daily life and to learn about agroecology while being with them not you know they're not um, they're not just people showing up to help and you know uh, perform tasks for them um, and uh, you know that's that can be a challenge to to get through sometimes because you know the, the with concept can be misinterpreted uh, at times yes i totally agree with you as an ex with host i understand how how it is demanding to be a host you need to give a lot to the woofers you need to teach them you need to follow them up uh, for sure you get it back they precious uh, help on your place but uh, this not let's say for free you need to give a lot back Actually, a lot of people asking me who benefit more from this exchange, and I cannot tell you. I have, uh, I don't know if I have an opinion, but for me, both of them, the host and the woofers, is like a, uh, it's not a charity volunteer where you give uh, both sides receive a lot as kind of bilateral benefits uh, through wolf. Sure, that's correct. I mean, this is um, it's supposed to be a truly, you know, mutual educational and cultural exchange so yes i mean it's there's there is a lot to learn from each other i mean the woofers generally speaking um show up to you know want want to go woofing to learn about uh farming and and how food is produced but on the other hand uh, woofers provide uh amazing intellectual exchange um you know knowledge uh you know, from their own backgrounds, um, and they help break uh, the isolation that sometimes uh, hosts suffer from. Um, and that's why it's so important, you know, you should never approach with um, thinking uh, of woofers just as a merely practical exchange of, of, of labor for, for board and lodge, because that's absolutely what it's, you know, it is simply not uh, what it is. And um, as you know, as a host myself, um, I, you know, I realized very quickly how sometimes you would have, um, you know, very different people uh, woofing at, at your farm at the same time, and it was it was great to see how um, each one of those uh, people would um, would provide uh, some amazing um, something amazing of themselves. So uh, maybe. You know, you'd, you'd have somebody who's particularly skilled uh, with their hands and good at doing things. Someone else was um, an amazing, you know, musician or something, and and, and that can can all all sort of fits in nicely uh, to uh, to an exchange if you're if you don't have um, you know um, productive uh, expectations. And the, and the same, of course, goes for for woofers. You know, that's. That's another kind of advice I would I would give is you know woofers should never really approach woof as um, as a mere exchange for for board and lodge uh, or or as a cheap way to travel which you know it, it is uh, but it's there's much more to that uh, in woof it's it really is about um, 
immersing yourself in, in a culture and, and, and learning uh, where food comes from, which is, which is so important nowadays. Basil, thank you so much for being available for this interview. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, now come back to work. Mm -hmm. Yes, likewise. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Thank you for listening to this first episode of the Wolfcast. If you have any suggestions and comments, just uh, drop your email or through the contact form of our website and be in touch. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Wolfcast. <laughs>